Yeah. Each season has its has its own merits. Because, like, Stars is... I really... Like, Stars is great. Like, Stars has so much stuff going on that's so interesting and fun. But, yeah. We we need to end this recording. Like, we can't, we can't put these sweet listeners through another hour of Sailor Moon talk. <laughs> they didn't sign up for that. <laughs> So, hello! Welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a Common Rider retrospective podcast through the lens of time! In this case, I am Editor Fletcher, and with me is... Christopher, uh, often co-host most of the time, really. Uh, you're still definitely the co-host. Uh, I think the only reason that I take lead on this is, as the editor, all the responsibility is my fault. Yeah, yeah, I, um... I don't know. I can do editing, but I hate it, and it takes too much time, and I'm not good at it, so, you know. I've got way too much experience, so I understand why it falls to me. <laughs> but this week, we are doing Zeo episodes 27 and 28. The next set of Zeo, yeah. I bet Evan and Garrett are going to be upset about missing this one, because <laughs> uh, we go pretty big in these. Yeah, we... We start breaking from format quite a bit in this one, because this little arc sort of continues off of the last set. Yeah, pretty directly. Like, uh, 25 through 28 are basically all one storyline. Yup. And for most of this set, uh, half our cast thinks Tsukiyomi is dead. <laughs> yep. Yeah, until, like, the last minute of the of episode 28, basically. Yeah, the, some pretty wild shit goes down, and I would say this is where Zeo takes off running in towards its finale. I am extremely curious where they are going to go with it. I think the only thing I've really been spoiled on is I know that Tsukiyomi actually becomes a writer at some point, so that's cool. Oh, I guess I also know that Sogo gets an absolutely ridiculous form upgrade where he's just, like, covered in golden watches. God, yes. The toy for that is amazing. <laughs> but those are the only two things I've seen from future episodes. It's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of you react to things now that the series is out and I can say that I've seen it all. <laughs> and I think Garrett might have gone a little ahead based on some things he talked about with me. Oh, fun. Yeah, I, I guess I'm starting to see now the thing where, well, we are watching this after it came out but the thing where the easiest stuff to be spoiled on is the stuff is like forms and things because that's what gets made into the toys so there's just more media of it floating around yeah it's really hard to avoid random toy bits if you're anywhere near toku or anime twitter right right uh so for those who forgot where we were last time in zeo because it's been a little longer than usual when we last left off, Tsukiyomi had tried to murder a baby Sogo in the past. It resulted in what appeared to be her death in the bus accident that started off the series and what cost Sogo his parents. And also another Zio's parents. Yes. And Gates took a power-up from White Waz, which turned him into Gates Revive, someone who could match Zio 2 in strength. Right. Yes, he, he was uh, so good that he seeing the future could not see him, so that's pretty impressive. Raw speed or raw power, the Gates Revive promise. I actually do kind of like the little explanation they give in here for why how that works. It's a pretty short one, but it makes as much sense as anything was going to. Yep, his suit is actually compressing time around him to give more force to his blows or to zip him around outside the flow of time. Right. Yeah, they said compressing or expanding. I assume when he moves quickly, it's expansion. And when it's he, like, hits something really hard, it's compression. Because, like, the uh, forces what... Uh, I forget what the formula is, but impact is, like, 
force divided by time, so if you're hitting something for less time, you apply more force to it. It's true. And as a result, uh, it's a pretty even match. The only thing is that there's a Black Waz who is willing to sacrifice himself to save his overlord, and Gates Revive chews up Gates' body. Right, right. It's one of those old, good old, uh, uh, the superpower gives you an anime nosebleed uh, powers. Okay, at first it gives him an anime nosebleed. Right, By right. the end of this set of episodes, he's <laughs> bleeding from his eyes. Yeah, he's he's bursting, like, capillaries in his eyes after a certain point, so. I I remember the first time I saw this, I went, oh shit, that's <laughs> that's a little hardcore. Yeah, is, is Gates gonna, like, be blind by the end of the show? I'm not going to say anything, but I will point out there are three movies coming, which are alternate timelines. Oh, wow. <laughs> and one of them appears to... It appears that each of them is going to be, what if different characters win the time war? Oh, fancy. Yup. I hope those are a little more ambitious than the first Zio movie, which was okay, but I really seemed much more promising than it turned out to be. Right, right. You're new to Tokusatsu. Um, get ready to be disappointed by the majority of these movies. <laughs> they can be fun, but don't expect them to be earth-shattering. Uh, it does seem weird to set them, like, in a specific point during the continuity of the show. That seems to really hamper yourself story-wise. I'm not sure about that choice. Well, then there are the ones where they don't, and then it gets even dumber. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I I think I bitch about this very often on these recordings, but hey, let's talk about the time that Gaim just ended up in the soccer dimension for a while. Uh, was that better than the uh, weird street dance-off dimension that he started out in? No, I mean, literally, there were just no rider things. They were just basically playing Blitzball on a soccer field. <laughs> I do love Blitzball. But do you love it without any zero gravity and with actual soccer players guesting? Oh, actual soccer? Yeah, I wouldn't care then, because I don't know. Yeah! Actual it was just a weird tie-in to... I think it was the World Cup or something was oh. in Japan that year? Yeah, that makes sense that they would probably do that then. And they probably have one of the famous soccer players do like a writer kick or something and you're expected to be like really impressed and think that's fun, which I'm sure it is for some people, but And then at the end of that two episode arc, everyone just goes back to uh Wow, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guy is garbage. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that's re that's uh, harsh. I've I've heard good things about Gaim. You're just not a fan overall. I 100% think Gaim is one of the ones that holds up the least well, especially out like week to week. It's like, oh, what's coming next? I never know what's, and then you get to the end and it's like, that's it. I think I I only caught the first ten, and the first couple are actually pretty good. But yeah, I won't say there aren't good moments. Uh, episode two of Gaim is still one of my favorites. The one where he's like, I can improve myself by being a writer when I do normal things I'm doing anyway. That's a very yes. funny bit. Yeah, th there's actual good comedy in it. It just doesn't know if it wants to be a screaming show about the horrors of war or like <laughs> lighthearted comedy about a former mercenary who has turned patissiere. Do you have uh, strong op negative opinions about Urobochi in general, or is this just a Gaim thing? I think that was the one that tipped me off that he really only has the one trick. <laughs> oh. oh man, I feel like I don't like Urobochi as much as as uh, much as most people, and <laughs> I probably wouldn't be that harsh. I'm just saying, Madoka and Gaim have the exact same ending. <laughs> That's plausible. <laughs> That's not exaggeration. He kind of did the same thing in Psychopaths, too, if we're being honest. And that's my point. He's got his one trick. And once you realize that, it ruins a lot. 
and I think he would have, I think he wanted to do the same ending for Fade, but unfor- but unfortunately for him, that was a prequel, so he couldn't. <gasps> also, the mobile game means there will never be an ending to Fade. You can just read the novel. Oh, oh, wait until the new event continues things. <laughs> That's what, it's going to come. One of these days, there will be that event, and you'll know, oh god, I'll never be free. Actually, the original writer is going to be apparently stepping down from writing duties for the mobile game after the next, like, chapter or two, so. They might. Oh shit, that means this could get wild. <laughs> yeah, it could get really weird after that. Okay, so anyway, anyway. Common writer, Zio. So yeah, uh, our two leads are fighting one another. There is interference from a Waz. The battle has to be called off, but they will resume it in one week's time or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, another Zio is running around and just trying to get the murder for himself, because clearly he must be the one who murders Sogo. He, he's trying to kill Steel because he's mad. Uh, I do like that after Black Waz teleports Gates away to ha- to continue fighting with him for a few minutes, uh, Sogo just sits down, looks extremely tired. I, I really like when people in the writer suits ex- like uh, do that thing where they're just like, okay, I'm super powered, but also I'm really fucking tired now. I got punched a lot, you guys. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I, I uh, think this is where Blackwaz is also like, yeah, you know, you've never beaten me. And uh, and Gates is just like, come on, man. I have superpowers now. I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> one-sided curb stomp. <laughs> but then uh, Waz gets to reveal, yeah, but your suit's killing you, so I just have to stall. Right, which is, yeah, what the what he's actually doing, really. And so that's the thing. We have our three sides, and Blackwaz shows up with two of the time jackers and says, My counterpart is going to fuck us all. Will you help me in this, even if it's just a temporary alliance? Right. Uh, is this the bit of where he reveals that he knows that uh, White Waz is uh, colluding with Schwartz? I think that's when he meets up with the actual time jacker who works with him. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a, so also too. a bit in here where White Waz, like, breaks the fourth wall and says to the camera, Incidentally, the salvation that I'm seeking may only apply to a few people. Yeah, dramatic cackling and looking at the sky. It's pretty good. Yes, the, he then laughs evilly. After he's heralding Gates as his uh, savior, Yes. We're, we're being pretty blatant, and yeah, this is a... I think it's that exact conversation where he mentions survey, like, my liege swartz or something. Uh, sir, I think is what they used in the subtitles. He, he definitely starts deferring to him, especially after it's like, well, my way doesn't work. Guess it's your plan after all. Fair enough. I really like the uh, roof set that Black Waz meets up with the Time Jackers on, because there's like a bunch of uh, like uh, Fallout shadow graffiti on the wall of like pedestrians. Uh, it's like kind of like a, a rundown roof set, and there's it's just got cool graffiti all over it of uh, people's silhouettes. If you need a mental image of what this looks like, I want you to imagine that that set from the room got bombed out. <laughs> oh, the the one where they play football? Yes, that's exactly that. That's what you should be imagining. Well, no, they actually do that like three times. <laughs> this this is the set in the room where the drug dealer assaults Danny. Okay. Basically what I'm saying is Waz is Tommy Wazo. <laughs> that's horrible. And yet I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, well, Black Waz ropes them into helping him with a plan to circumvent White Waz's plan. Well, he ropes one in. He ropes Bluecoat. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh, Aura, the other one just goes, fuck off, Oz. Yeah, o- Aura says, look, you're clearly going to betray us, so no. And Aura says, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm really not so sure about Swartz after that time he nearly got me killed and didn't seem to give a shit, so, uh... 
yeah, maybe uh, maybe I am not totally on board with his uh, strategy. And even by the end of these two episodes, Aura will go, what the fuck is Swartz's plan? <laughs> fuck. I forget the names of every time checker who is not Swartz. <laughs> Swartz is the purple guy. Uh, Aura is the, the lady. And Ur is the younger one. Okay. Ur shows up to another Zeo, goes, hey, I've got a deal for you. And he starts handing him other another watches so he can make an army. He hands him just, like, a ton of the watches, too. Yeah, there are, I think, eight or nine of them running around by the end of this arc. Uh, and they're, they're all watches for another writers that have already been defeated, so uh, I guess they can make duplicates? Yeah, it does imply quite a bit, but it also means we get to see these really sick suits again. Yeah, they are all kind of amazing. The other writers are really good. Yeah, I've been eyeballing more common rider toys lately and it's like kind of want to pick up some another rider figures oh, i would yeah i hope uh did figma release like a full set of the another writers because a couple of them are like super worth getting not that i have seen but i have also been trying to find my way into reasonable ways to get these in english because prices have varied from 50 to 119 per depending on where i look that is yeah, that's about normal for full-sized figures, honestly. Yep, but it means I have to start comparison shopping. <laughs> right, right. At some point in here, basic, uh, Gates fights another Zeo briefly before another Zeo gets all the watches. And uh, we see that uh, Gates has changed the way, like, his body language when he transforms is different. He doesn't have his, like, intense, like, taut muscles like, emotional intensity that he usually does when when he turns into Kamen Rider Gates. He's, like, really relaxed and, like, seems, like, resolved in a way that he's, like, distancing his emotions from what he's doing. So, that's a nice touch. And that's before we start getting into everything the suit actors do is very weary. <laughs> right. Although I think that's the next episode that really kicks in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Zeo and Gates are both just extremely tired for all of episode 28. Yeah, as every clown shoes thing that can get in their way to murder each other does. <laughs> oh no, a kitten is stuck in the tree! <laughs> oh god, I have to use Zeo 2 to reach it, it's so tall. <laughs> Need super jump power. The time to pull out uh, the Common Raider Kuga watch and uh, use the blue form. It it can jump good. That's that's one thing. I'm just so glad that they did not. Well, okay, that in the show they did not get that stupid with the ride watches. In the toys, they did. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! They're still releasing ride watches. I I mean, just from the the potential of like different the fact that each O's code of like three animals has a ride watch like you could get 50 toys just out of that one thing no no no. i want i want this to sink in they're still in the middle of zero one releasing more ride watches <laughs> they just put out one based on amazons um actually i think it's the third one based on amazons is that gonna, like, come up in Zio at all? No, okay. never. I didn't think so. Oh god, that would be wild. Yeah, here's Common Rider Parasite Eve. Oh shit! Oh, evil, is Common Rider Amazons about evil mitochondria? Uh, in Common Rider Amazons, when they transform, it involves, like, a massive wave of heat coming off them that scorches the ground around them. Oh, okay. So the fact that it's very biological weapon-like uh, gives off a lot of Parasite-E vibes. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a the good show. biopower is like a, a f interesting one to tap into. I'm a. I feel like that's kind of an element of the writers, but they don't play it up very much. Well, to be fair, that is also the adults writer. So. Oh yeah, I think I heard about that one. Yeah, Garrett mentioned it at some point. It's viewable in English if you got Amazon Prime. Uh, is that a dub or a subversion? It's subbed. Okay. 
Because I know the, the Toku Network's been trying to, like, get common writers. I don't know. It's got to be complicated. I hope they don't split up the writer licenses across a bunch of different streaming platforms, because that would be the worst. Well, Amazon got Amazons because they helped fund it. Right, right, right. That one never aired on TV. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, they just did two seasons of 13. We are so... For a two-person podcast, how are we so bad at tangents? We're, we are, we're talking about a lot of stuff, yeah. Uh, after they have, after another Zio has made a bunch of the new and other writers, um, that's, he, he has the conversation with Blackwaz where they revealed it like he actually agreed to help him. And this is where the ultimate power move comes into play. You want this or should I? Uh, go ahead, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Another Zeo, complete with a bunch of the Another Riders he's made, shows up to White Waz and goes, I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> White Waz goes, I am so far beyond your level, just try it. He transforms, and then another Zeo just holds up his watch and goes, hey, you know what this does? And steals his powers. <laughs> that is a pretty, pretty awesome move. Uh, th this, we'll have to go back from here, because this is kind of like at the end of the episode. But, uh, yeah, it it's great, because he sucks the, uh, the writer, the common writer Waz powers into a blank watch, and, uh, uh, White Waz is like, oh, no, 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 no. He pulls out his little retweet book and writes, the common writer Waz powers go back to Waz, and Black Waz flips in from off screen and grabs the watch, <laughs> because apparently... The retweet book is sarcastically literal. Yep. And so now, Black Waz is Common Rider Waz. Which is amazing. Yes. Uh, before, before that happens in the episode, though, there's a bit when basically Sogo gets a text from Gates. Uh, Gates says, hey, let's go meet in a parking lot and fight to the death. Uh, so, Sogo is like... Yes, that's what I'm doing. Uh, but he he walks by his uncle on the way out of the out of his house, and his he and his uncle have this scene that I really liked actually. Um, this his, is a very good scene. Yeah, his, his uncle basically confesses to him like, "I've never like I'm I'm gonna apologize for something and also reprimand you. I feel like the fact that I adopted you after a tragedy in your life." meant that I was always unsure if I could be intimate enough with you to criticize you in the way like a parent normally could, but I feel like I have to now, and I'm sorry if I've held back when you needed that before. Uh, and he, he basically tells him, uh, you seem sad that Tsukiyomi and Gates are have uh, broken a, a, apart your alliance, you need to not try and hide that feeling. You need to be able to openly admit that that makes you feel lonely and sad, or else you're not going to be able to be the kind of person that you want to be. Specifically how he phrases it is, a leader who cannot show when he is in pain or express his true feelings is the kind of leader who can never show empathy for his subjects. Right, which is great. An extremely wise uncle guy is a good dad. I really like him. Yep. And yeah, he he's kind of been a comic relief character, but this is legit a great scene because it's like, yeah, I you really came into my life when I picked you up wounded from your parents' death, and that's always kind of put a pallor on how much of a father figure am I? Right, right, right. And uh, Sogo acknowledges what he says, says, you know, he thanks him, says, I appreciate that. I need to leave. And, uh, yeah, it, like, it's a really good scene. Like, uh, also, Uncle is clearly not sure, uh, if that was gonna go over well or not, so. He's, like, kinda, sh he's kinda shook after that. Yeah, he basically sinks down after Sogo leaves, cause it's like, oh, is that the right move? I have no idea. <laughs> right. Ba and, uh, there's a, a flashback before we get to the, the big climax of the episode with the, the Waz fight and everything. Uh, they show, like, Sogo's parents and him getting on the bus that blows up later. Uh, it's very... It, they're adorable parents, so you feel bad when they die. Yeah, and Tsukiyomi's just 
following her way onto the bus. Right, right. Yeah, uh, it's they, in the past, in the previous episode, they made it seem like she came to kill baby Sogo, and she was not going to let anything stop her. But in this episode, it kind of just seems like she was, like, iffy on whether she wanted to murder a nine-year-old or not. But she she still does draw her gun on the bus. It's true. It's Yeah, that does happen. That wasn't like a lie or anything. She does do that. However, a lot of things happen on this bus, which we didn't see last episode, including, hey, who's that bus driver? And there's a man in black here. <laughs> uh, the bus driver has a very obvious pink camera, a pink top view camera. Uh, in If uh, anybody has not watched Decade, that is Tsukasa. Common Rider Decades, extremely signature item. He carries it on him all the time. Even when he bus drives. And his other signature item is boredom, which is the expression he has on his face throughout this entire sequence. God, I love his actor. <laughs> He's really good, yeah. And I think that's all of this plot this time, or do they actually get to the tunnel? Um, I believe... Yeah, yeah, they get to the tunnel, because they, they go back in... Uh, Swartz ports all of the kids to the future in this episode. That's, like, the last thing that happens to them. Yes. So, anyway, he he sabotages the bus. Uh, Decade is completely clown-shoe driving the thing across the road. <laughs> and eventually it goes into a tunnel where it explodes and bats fly out, because, you know, PS1 graphics. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Swartz gives this crazy speech about how, like, uh, you children who were born in the year 2000, um, you're gonna, uh, like, one of you is destined to be king. I don't know how he knows that, but okay. Uh, and I'm gonna put you through a life or death trial to see who it's gonna be. So, and yeah. Most of the kids are panicking because their parents are frozen in time while this bus is going all over the place. And Sogo just straight up charges him. Yeah, Sogo's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Eat shit, old man. Stop freezing my parents. <laughs> it's pretty awesome because that's basically other than eat shit, that's about right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he doesn't say that, but he, he gets right up in his face. Yeah, he he does not worry about his parents at all. He's just like, oh, screw you, man. Yeah, so goes an OG nine-year-old, apparently. Yup. There's also this uh, uh, super cool bit where Tsukiyomi tries to... The person she had her gun pulled on is actually Swartz in the past. He, he is significantly younger in this sequence. Like, this is clearly him before we met him in the course of the show. Uh, she shoots a laser at him, and he takes his hat off, and casually swats the laser away. Extremely cool. Swartz has some great style in this scene. <laughs> but he just goes, hmm, you're not supposed to be here, and backhands her through time portals. Right, right. Yeah, uh, so he teleports all of the kids to the future, where there's, uh... I forget what the big... The Dimagines. Dimagines, yeah. The Dimagines are, like, wrecking wrecking everything. And uh, it looks like Tsukiyomi goes up to the front of the bus where Tsukasa is, and you see the, the, the Decade Shimmer passes over them at, like, the last second before they were going to blow up in the bus. So, yeah. It looked like she blew up, but... Uh, Gates did not know that that uh, Tsukasa was there, obviously. Gates might be very bad at recon, especially given that he has spent <laughs> three episodes now trying to murder a man over this. <laughs> yep, yep. He's like, uh, I, I do have to question him being like, well, I came back to see exactly what Sogo did to get Tsukiyomi killed. And like, well, I saw the bus blow up. Clearly that's Sogo's fault somehow, and Tsukiyomi's dead. I mean, I'm not going to check or anything, but, you know. Yeah, I would at <laughs> least go, how did Sogo survive that? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I'm sure I can just take it at face value. There's there's no reason to look into it any further. G Gates is kind of dumb sometimes. G Gates is yep. a himbo. Yeah, 
that's the only description, especially once he starts giving power of love speeches next episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, after that is the pretty awesome scene where uh, the Kamen Rider Waz powers swap over to Black Waz. And uh, then Black Waz shows up at the end of the episode to confront Gates, uh, being like, I know that you beat me the first time, but now I have Kamen Rider powers. Let's do it again. And that's where they leave off. The The second episode... We can kind of speed through this because it's mostly a lot of cool fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're pretty sweet, though. Like, there's a, there's a real big blowout fight scene that I'm genuinely surprised they kind of didn't save for the end of the show. I figured this would have been, like, a really... Like, it's a, a, a solid show ender, honestly, but... I guess they must have bigger stuff planned. Uh, yes. Yes, they do. But, yeah, we have another round of Gates versus Waz, where, again, Waz is just like, I don't have to win, I just have to make you kill yourself. <laughs> right, like, every second you're fighting me, your HP is going down or whatever. And, yeah, I think, I think this is the one where he starts bleeding from his scalp. Oh, I thought I saw the eyes. I didn't see the scalp. Was the eyes okay? The the scalp is the second one. I forget when that is, but yeah, this is the episode where he's mostly walking around out of the suit with blood on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. He legit has Virgin Mary statue bloody tears. <laughs> but the fake blood is just off color enough that it looks like he's been crying hot sauce. <laughs> It is a little brighter red than actual blood would be, yeah, but, you know. D just don't worry about that. It's probably a censorship thing. <laughs> maybe, I guess I hadn't really considered that, but yeah, maybe they wanted to look too real. But, uh, yeah. so before we get to Gates, though, the episode opens in uh, apparently an alternate future. I'm guessing this is the day of Oma in the original timeline before everybody started fucking with it. Um, where, where, uh, where all these kids are like, oh, there are giant razor, like, chick razor quattro machines trying to kill us. Uh, what is going on? Our parents all just died. We're so confused. Schwartz is just watching, and apparently the first test was not enough to figure out which kid is a king, because now he's just looking at... All of these children are unconscious except for two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like uh, one of the mon one of the robots knocks a building over on them, and it like knocks out most of the kids except yeah. for for Sogo. And apparently, Sogo has some sort of crazy ass superpowers already because he doesn't like he doesn't have a space time drive or anything. He yells text at a boulder, and it stops time. And then he like glares at the robot hard enough that it melts into rust uh it is super not clear how he is doing that but another thing that i'm just gonna point out is you see things are already starting to break from the original timeline because when we see the flashback to how sogo remembered this scene it's not how it's happening now yeah it's not at all like this i mean in fact i, I don't think it was even in the way sogo remembered it I was assuming that maybe Sogo just had kind of an inaccurate memory of it, because that's how little kid memories are. But if the idea is he remembered it accurate for his own timeline, then yeah, things are pretty a pretty radical departure at this point. And that's why Sukiyomi is watching it going, oh shit, this isn't what he told us. Right before the big speech. Right, right. Uh, what else happens in the past? Uh... Sogo saves the kid who becomes another Zio. Right. That's when Schwartz goes, Ah, alright, you are the king. I shall grant you a boon, and does the power thing. Right, right. He he gives him a power or something? And later in the yeah. episode, Tsukiyomi says something about, like, Oh, I guess that's how he was able to do that, which does not make sense, because he was clearly doing things before he that happened to him, but okay. Yeah, there's some weirdness there. And then Tsukiyomi is on a hill just watching the die machines fuck up Earth. And Decade, the bus driver, is like, Huh, well, this is weird. 
Wait, your decade! <laughs> yes. Yes, I've, I've been very clear about that this whole time. Yes, I'm decade. I never didn't say I was decade, and you have met me before and know what I look like, so, yeah. You got on the bus <laughs> and did not point the gun at me, I'm not sure why. <laughs> but he asks the question, Well, do you think this timeline will lead to Omazeo as Sogo, in which case I may as well destroy it now? Or do you think the future can be changed? Well, he's a, he actually makes it a little more ambiguous than that. He says, if this is a, uh, he says, I'm here to decide if I need to destroy this world or not. And if this is a timeline where Toki Wasogo will become Omazeo, then I guess I already have my answer. Leaving it, like, is that what he wants to have happen? Or is he going for a different outcome? So... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like that little bit of amb ambiguity in there. Like, because we still really don't know whether that's a good thing or not. I mean, the original version of Omazeo was clearly bad, but, like, at this point, who knows? To be fair, the original version of Decade is a thing, too. Right, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to get there. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, I do know that uh, Kaguya is, is, is it? Yeah, it's Kaguya, isn't it? Kaguya Sukasa is always uh, sarcastic uh, and kind of passive aggressive with people. He just likes doing that. It's true. He it's likes making people feel confused. So yeah, that's the end of the past arc, and at this point, the future is pretty much a series of fight scenes. Both Gates and Sogo are trying to make their way to the abandoned parking lot, but <laughs> every one of them are getting waylaid by the stupidest <laughs> shit. Yeah, everyone and their mom decides that today is the day. Black Waz decides he's going to fight Gates. Another Zeo decides that he's going to fight Zeo, and he brought all the another riders with him. Right. Like they're, they're just straight up having a melee in the street. I do really like that um, uh, Black Waz tries to fight uh, Gates, uh, Typhoon, uh, Shipu, Gates Revive, with uh, with the, the Shinobi powers, which we saw before are extremely effective. The Shinobi powers are not to be fucked with, and uh, Gates Revive just doesn't even care. He just, yeah. his speed is well beyond anything that Kamen Rider Shinobi can do. And that's Welcome to Kamen Rider, where the upgrade form will be the strongest thing until it's not. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just thought that was kind of a fun escalation. I think they, they've actually done the escalation pretty good so far. It builds very well up to a point in this series, and I want to see if you can guess where that point <laughs> is when it comes up. So far, the only one that's been a little disappointing to me was uh, Zio 2. It seems a little, I don't know, just the fact that it's just better at everything is a little bit too much. I don't know. It's it's the mid-series form. I, I kind of wish there was some more subtlety to Zio 2. But, uh, it, it is cool, though. I do like it. I just, it. It needs to have, like, a limitation. I just want to point out, again, you already know this happens that he goes from ZO2 to a much less subtle form. <laughs> right. It's right. literally gold and covered in bullshit. <laughs> I, wo uh, I wonder if, does it have the clock hand cape that Omazeo had? Because I really love that design element. I don't think so. Ah, uh, eh, well, you know. Just because I don't remember it in the action scenes. Can't have them all. It also would probably not work very well with in an actual action scene. It was just in the original bits when Omazeo was waving his hand at things and they were blowing up. That's our Omazeo. Yeah, it, it is fun to see the another Zeo guy show up and he's just got like six watches he's holding. And he's like, I'm here to kill you, Tokyo Sogo. It's, uh, and he, he goes all in on that. But eventually, we see Gates still, you know, eye-bloodied at the lot, and Sogo crawls up the ramp to meet him. <laughs> and the two of them just look at each other and go, Wow, 
you are absolutely <laughs> fucked up. Right. Yeah, because we see like the all the another writers attack ZO2 and the it just kind of cuts from there to the parking lot. And like yeah. it's not like we don't really know what happened until Soko shows up at the parking lot, like seriously messed up. And I I guess he ran away because he didn't beat them all or anything. I I took it as he did beat them all. He just didn't do finishers on them. Oh. Or the guy made more. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, if they can duplicate watches, there's no reason that there couldn't be more of them. <laughs> so yeah, maybe he did just beat them all. <laughs> yup. Yeah, and I really like this, uh, the bit of, yeah, of uh, Gates stumbling to the top of the parking lot and just, like, collapsing down onto the floor and, like, Sugu isn't even here yet. <laughs> Yep, of course he's late. <laughs> and Sogo is seriously limping and has, like, a couple pretty major cuts on his face when he, like, stumbles up the ramp to the top of his parking garage. Yeah, both of these actors are selling how completely wrecked they are. Uh, <laughs> Gates is, like, lifting himself up on a light post, and... Soko is climbing the ramp, holding on to the construction fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that hadn't occurred to me, but yeah, they are actually selling this pretty well. And then the two of them just get close to one another, and so neither of them says, well, clearly we should rest, try this again later. They're like, no, no, we, we said we were going to meet here, and we were going to duel to the death, so that's what we're going right. to do. Yeah, and, and Gates uh, Gates asks him, like, why did you come here? Like, he doesn't particularly want to kill Zio, probably, even though he feels like he has to. And uh, Zio reminds him, like, hey, man, I told you, if you thought I was becoming Oma Zio and gonna become an evil overlord, I said you could kill me. And you clearly think that's happening, so I'm gonna honor that. And this is the point where he does one last denial of things, but then another Zio shows up. And he just asks Gates, no, no, you can stand aside. I'll take care of this for you. And <laughs> Gates jumps in the way. Right, right. Uh, and is this the bit when he says the only person who can kill you is me? Or is that later in the episode? I think that was last episode. Oh, okay. Because they Zio and Gates were arguing over no, the the one who will kill Sogo is me. Right. Yeah, this is the one where uh where Gates says, No way he's gonna become an overlord. He's the kindest, most sincere and trustworthy person I've ever met. Yeah, this is where he just goes all out Yowie speech in it's, front of the guy. It's extremely homo romantic in a very cute way. I legit love this scene. Yeah, I, I thought it was really great actually. Like, you, this is acting of a sort you do not get in a lot of writer shows, and just packed all into this episode. The two team up against another Zeo and the another riders who start to swarm them. <laughs> and this is just a long fight scene where the two of them go into their first forms, start swapping watches and swapping opponents, and defeating the another riders two by two. Yeah. And they're doing all the finishers. They're doing all the choreography. Yeah, they don't use ZO2 and Gates Revive. Probably they're too fucked up to do them at this point. But yeah, they use all of the armor finishers on these guys. And finally, the two of them power up to their new gear and do a crazy teamwork attack where ZO looks into the future and goes, Gates, he's, he'll be over there. So Gates teleports next to ZO sets him up for the finisher, and knocks him down for Zio to do the killing blow. Uh, yeah, so, and so another Zio falls to the ground, uh, detransforms, and, uh, like, Sogo approaches him. It, he, oh, another Zio clearly thinks that Sogo's gonna kill him at this point, but they actually, I, this is another scene in this episode, I, I really love this bit. Essentially, mm -hmm. Sogo, Sogo, walks up to him, crouches down, and apologizes. He says, I'm I'm really sorry that I can't satisfy the hurt you're feeling, and that I can't do anything to fix the life you've lived. But we can move on he says we can move on from here though. We can overcome our pasts and be better people. And uh yeah, it's like a super compelling little speech, and I, I really love that he has this much compassion for the guy. 
the the line you missed at the start is you blame me for the death of your parents and i cannot do anything about that right right so yeah it's it's very solid and it's just two men who came out of the same tragedy in very different ways trying to bury the hatchet yeah, and the guy who does another another Zio, uh, like he breaks down crying at this point, and you know, Sogo just sits there with him. It's uh, yep. it's very sweet. Uh, and then our two hot-headed idiots climb back up the parking garage. <laughs> oh, uh, right and- before that happens, they do show the another Zio watch shatter, like the they typically do, but then it reforms. So, yes. another Zeo has not been fully dealt with, presumably. It'll probably come back as another guy. Like I said, this is where we start getting into some weirdness. <laughs> but yeah, they're holding each other and walking up the... Gates and Sogo are holding each other and walking up the uh, parking garage ramp again. And now it is snowing even better than before. And just before they can transform and try for the 15th time in 24 hours to murder each other, Tsukiyomi finally appears and goes, Oh my god, what are you two doing? I can't leave you alone for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's really it's really good. Oh man. Yeah. This scene is so dramatic because like, because uh, yeah, Gates pulls out the watch, he's getting ready to transform, and Sogo says, hold on. I have one favor to ask you before we do this. Yes. Please go back to 9 to 5. Go back and live with my uncle. I think you liked it and he liked it. And I think you were happy there. And, <laughs> and there's a little subplot we haven't been mentioning, which is where his uncle's like, well, I've been I've been putting out a want ad for that room. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they play like soft, soft acoustic guitar music and Gates is has like a look of interior turmoil like he's my closest friend i can't do this but he's so resolved but yeah before they could do anything sukiyomi shows up looks horrified at what she has walked in on and <laughs> everyone is just like well, let's just go home <laughs> it's really good yeah cuz she she kind of knows what's going on but like has no idea that they've had the worst day yeah. Yeah, all she sees is the two dudes covered in blood and injuries about to draw weapons on one another. Right, right. And so, like, they both kind of just, like, walk towards her to make sure she's okay. And then they both just start cracking up. They're just like, yep. <laughs> it's just one thing too many. And speaking of one thing too many, they come home to nine to five and they ask about the room because Soko says he's found some tenants. And they go, well, that's cool. You can share it with your other friend. And Blackwaz walks down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and Uncle's <laughs> like, you, Blackwaz and Gates, you guys like each other, right? You can share the room. You, you like yeah, each other. Yeah, the boys can share the room. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, okay, I kind of love that the uncle has interpreted their <laughs> incredibly petty sniping at each other as being, like, affectionate. <laughs> ah, clearly this is just fiery spirit of young men. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we joked earlier in the show that it's a lot of their dialogue makes it seem like they might be exes. <laughs> it's definitely a rating you can take on these characters. And so everyone kind of settles back in. Blackwaz says, well, you might hate me, but at least for the short term, we're in this together. To which Gates is too tired to murder him but would love to because i say so and we cut to one final scene with white was accepting that all right schwartz my plan didn't work this time we're gonna go with yours <laughs> uh yeah oh i i want to mention the bit in the when black was and uh gates are talking sogo says uh, Black was apologize to Gates. He'll probably accept an apology now. <gasps> yes, yes, that's Black a good Waz line. Says sorry, <laughs> and, and and Gates um 
in a not at all homoerotic way, <laughs> like jumps into Blackwaz's arms in a weird attempt to attack him. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> throttle hugging him. Yeah. <laughs> These actors have so much fun, and I really miss the little .5 episodes, because God, those were so fun to just see them goofing off. I, I would kind of like to hear, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's still so many more, like, production stories I would love to hear and stuff, so. Disappointing, but, you know. Yeah, I'm sad there's nothing like that for Zero One. Oh, yeah, I mean, especially with it being, like, the new, the first new series of the new era, and then wanted to make, like, a big change in everything. I would love to hear, like, what their internal thoughts have been. Eh, who knows, maybe something will come up later. Hopefully they'll publish, like, an art book with, like, cast interviews or something. Maybe they'll even bring it further to the West. That would be cool. Uh, now would be a good time for it. They, like I said, on the... One of the recent episodes, they kind of did. You can watch it legally in the U.S. now, just without subtitles. Oh, where? Uh, on their YouTube channel. It's just no longer nationally locked. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. So yeah, if you want to watch the Raws, they are up on one of the Toei YouTube channels. Yeah, I guess if you want to be totally legal, you can probably get a script and read along with it uh, when you watch the Raw on YouTube. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's an option. I'm sure there's some little plug-in you can use to just overlay it. I've never looked, but yeah, probably. Uh, the actual final episode, uh, final bit of this episode, after Swartz and White Waz have their conversation, uh, Swartz says, like, yes, uh, I'm glad you're finally going along with it. This is how I planned it all along. And it, he, it, the camera cuts to a guy in a white coat with a, a blue toku toy gun thing. And, uh, I feel like visually it's kind of implying that this guy is part of Swartz's plan. I have no idea who this is or who, how it might be a part of the plan, but he says that he's not going to have, he's not going to let Sogo take all of this world's treasures. And that's the, the line that ends the episode. Yeah. So, um, you'll find out a little more about that in the next block, but Common Rider Blade was a thing. <laughs> And by a thing, do you mean, like, is it, like, a hard-to-explain thing or a bad thing? If I remember this correctly, this was the thing where it's like, this guy is able to end the whole universe kind of thing? Oh, okay. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to... Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Because it was the fucking card themed. Anyway, yeah. The uh, the there's more than one card themed show. Yeah, it's not Jack U, sadly. Jack U is very good. But yeah. Uh, I um, actually meant decade. <laughs> oh, you don't even know. Yeah. Um I won't spoil anything about that because I think you're going to be covering it in decade, but yeah. Yeah, Blade was for was Heisei series one, I believe. So, I I I meant Phase one, not series one. I was about to say it's definitely not the first series. No, yeah. that was fa fa yeah. series one was Kuga. Yeah, <laughs> I, I meant in I the first remember. the first half of the Heisei series that go up to decade. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, yeah, you'll Blade has one of those. This is the stupidest powers in the series things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you know how occasionally in Japanese media that is not meant to be part of a greater whole, there will be some ludicrous thing that gets pulled out, like how, say, Space Runaway Ideon, that robot can actually end the universe? Yes, yes, I do remember that. Okay. Blade has something on that level. <laughs> okay. Which, uh, of course, would make it not play terribly nicely with the other Kamen Rider shows, which makes for fun crossovers, I'm guessing. Well, that's why the ending explicitly goes down in a way that it's like, and then this can never happen, so we all get a happy ending. Like, imagine if Kuga Ultimate Form went, I can crack planets with these fists, and instead of the final scene being about the futility of violence, it was like, yo, shonen power! 
but now we have put that away in our hearts. Uh, okay. I, I'm yeah. not entirely sure if I'm properly envisioning what you're saying, but okay. Anyway, without Blade spoilers, uh, get ready for some bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, Zio is off to the races now for you guys. And yeah, I, I've been super, like I said, since the Mirror episode, I've been like hardcore for Zio at this point. It's been a lot of fun. I have been pretty big on every rider of the past few years. Some of them don't quite hit the ending right, but these series have been really good consistently since X-Aid. I'm going to say X-Aid. Okay. Yeah, it was X-Aid, then Bill, then Zeo, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I haven't and seen I any know, of Build, and I've only seen, like, an episode of X-Aid. I think it was Drive came before Bill, or came before X8. I know a lot of people liked uh, Drive. I just fell off it. Oh, okay. If you want Common Rider Cops again, there's Drive. <laughs> I can I can hear the two sides of you warring over that concept. Uh, uh kind of just the one side, honestly. But you know. <laughs> Uh, was was a Common Rider Wizard fairly recent too? No, no, Wizard was a while ago. Wizard was back. Okay, fair enough. Also, Wizard is hot trash. <laughs> That's what Garrett always says. But the design work is so good. The design work is so good, but I want you to imagine the blandest rider possible. I feel like that would be kind of hard. I mean, they're inherently kind of a pretty extra concept. I want you to imagine the blandest <laughs> rider possible. Fair enough. <laughs> what is the Dave Matthews of Common Rider? <laughs> the Nickelback of Common Riders. Oh no, Nickelback has something to hate. What is the Dave Matthews of Common Rider? That's true. I don't think I can name a song by Dave Matthews. Like I just conjure nothing in my head when you I hear the name. So. When you think Dave Matthews, you're actually just thinking of Anthony Kiedis scatting. Not, not actually even thinking of that, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, remember when he made a tribute album to his dead black friend? That happened. Well, that sounds a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was named, like, Whiskey Joe and the Grugrux King. Woo! Wow, that's a yikes. Also, just since I'm talking about, like, infamously bad album titles, this is where I have to remind everybody that the Aerosmith album Honkin' on Bobo exists. I, I do know that one. I have heard that name before. I will never stop reminding people of the curse that is Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> well, I think next time we record, uh, Garrett will be back from Vegas, and Evan will be back from, I think he's still in California? He is still in my state, yes. Okay. I, I think he'll be back in the next week or so, I believe. As far as I know, I do not have to come up with another one of these for DecaCast next week. Okay. Uh, if Evan is going to be either not back yet or recovering from his trip or whatever, we'll probably do another Zio with you, know, you me, and Garrett if we want to do that or whoever's available. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, other other than that, I uh, will do Kiva if that's available, and Zio if not, or unless Garrett has another plan he wants to do or something. But yeah, you can find us at journeythroughthedecacast.com or at various other places on the internet, like the Riceball underscore FM Twitter, where you can find updates on everything for the network. And I can be found at Bust Rider on said network. Where would you like to be found? Uh, I'm at WormwithY on Twitter, if you are so inclined to find me there. I mean, hey, I can't stop you. And if you have any feedback for the show, feel free to send it in to thericeballnetwork at gmail.com, where Garrett, Chris, Evan, or maybe even your humble editor, if needed, can answer bizarre questions you have about tokusatsu and or Sailor Moon. Yeah, or other things. I mean, we've talked about Shin Megami Tensei and Digimon and just about everything else under the sun at one point or another. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you can just ask us whatever. We'll find a show to fit it on. 
But uh, yeah, thanks and have a good weekend, everybody. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to listen to this on the weekend, but hope you have a good one. And with luck, your regular hosts will be back next week and normal service will resume. Ta-ta! do want to watch that that's one of the few sailor moon media i have not consumed and i was always interested in it it's so wild <laughs> like i i really wish that could get remastered or sold again or something i would love to see it in a nice new hd build so i just watched the uh steven universe movie and it totally had the plot of I believe it's the first Sailor Moon movie. I only know a little about it because I fell off that show in season two. So it's like, I see a lot of art. Oh, okay. Okay. And some kind of Fleischer cartoon has a scythe. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, um, they, they, they brought in one of the trigger animators to help with uh, their new wacky cartoon style character for the movie it was a pretty fun twist i would say and based on some of the art i take it you mean the one where the space rose creature comes down uh more specifically the one where someone is extremely upset about being abandoned by a protagonist character when protagonist character has no real way of remembering or being culpable for that other that's 100 percent the one i'm thinking of yeah. That is one of the only Sailor Moon things that has made me cry. Yeah, the R movie is really good. Yup. We saw, uh, we actually saw it in theaters when they ran it. I think that was earlier this year. It looks that really good on the big screen. That was last year, I think. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I believe this year was S and Super S got their time in the sun. I still God, have not what? seen the Super S movie. I think. Um... It's skippable. Yeah, it's kind of... I, I think I've heard it's the weakest of the three. But... Yeah. Uh, I do it's... really... I love how the ice witches in movie two do that incredibly weird yodeling sound all the time. That's just... Yeah, there's, there's some wild sound work in those films. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty unusual. Also, I can't believe that we're like about a month out from all of stars being available in english in i know form. that is freaking How wild. wild is that yeah i know uh stars is yeah i mean for people who like aren't in the know stars has always been like a legendary thing i guess because uh I, stars has been a thing of contention for years in the fandom partially just because of the fact that it's like are these characters trans yeah yeah and uh I don't know if there's an answer to that question. The one the new dub is going with is that they are men when in disguise and women when transformed. Right. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, unless they definitively answer this, it's not entirely clear if it's like a cosmetic disguise or if it's like actually a change in identity or, you know. No one, no one really comments on it. It's just like. Dudes can become ladies with the power of magic. Right, right. And, uh, and no one ever questions it because it's Sailor Moon. Yeah, Usagi gets super into Seiya, regardless of what gender they are. Look, my daughter wants to bang an immortal horse boy, so I'm not going to question this, says Usagi. <laughs> uh, the funny thing about that is that Helios is actually one of the probably most stable and romantic interests in the franchise. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
even though he's he a gaslighting piece and, of shit. He, he doesn't flip out and try to murder his love interest at any point. No, but he is a giant <laughs> gaslighting piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but no murder, so, you know. Yeah, it's kind of sad that that's like arguably a top three romantic choice in that series. <laughs> well, you know. You gotta when you run for two hundred episodes, you gotta come up with some drama there. Yeah, that fucking horse, man. <laughs> that fucking horse makes me angrier than anything else in Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, me and Rachel, we are Super S boosters. We we like Super S. People are too harsh on it. I rewatched it along with Sailor Business recently, and holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is so wild. I um like the villains in that season are just so creepy. Well, Ikuhara. Right, right. Wait, I thought he was uh I thought he was busy doing other stuff by the time Super S rolled around. No, Ikuhara was the lead on Super S and allegedly according to the gossip that went around for years uh, Takauchi was so pissed off with what he did to Super S and the weird, uncomfortable sexual violation themes that are all throughout it, that that is why he is nowhere to be found on stars. 